This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com allies, because honestly, being a human can be exhausting. Hello and welcome to the Easy Allies podcast. I'm going to be your moderator today. Uh, I'm Daniel Bloodworth. I am joined by Michael Damiani, Michael Huber, and Bradley Ellis. Uh, uh, Jones is out. Isla is out. So it's just going to be us. Uh, distinguished guests. I like that distinguished in there. Nice. Uh, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. Uh, but before we do that, we must answer for the mistakes we made in last week's podcast. Someone begin corrections music. Anyone. Boop. Thanks. Yes. Splitgate did not get crossplay on Xbox and PS4. It was actually released on those consoles for the first time. Cool. Hmm. Uh, the Olympic sport with rifles, shooting, and cross-country skiing is called the biathlon. Nice. Oh, is that what he meant by it? I thought he was just talking about shooting stuff. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <ski> shooting. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart sold 1.1 million in its first month, uh, which we kind of skipped over with all the PlayStation sales numbers. Cool, uh, Mel. Jones. <laughs> and corrections music. <laughs> all right. Uh, first one we've got up today is a fun one. Uh, Team Asobi uh, updated their website. And in there, they put up uh, 13 job listings. They had some nice photos of Tokyo uh, and some photos of their team. And they also said that they will be working on their most ambitious mm-hmm. game yet mm-hmm. in their About Us page. Sounds about right. Open oh, world yeah. Astrobot. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm talking honestly. about. <laughs> Astro's Odyssey. Let's yeah. go, baby. Astro's yeah. Odyssey. We're coming for you, Let's Nintendo. Go. Might as well. Yeah, so they basically, you know, they've listed that the games that they worked on before were Astrobot Rescue Mission and Astro's mm-hmm. Playroom. Not going back to the previous stuff from right. Japan Studio and all of that. Well, now that they have uh, VR in the work, their next VR thing, it's a, a perfect oh. title for it. Like, that's a sell for me. That is a I'd sell. buy it for that game. Yeah, that'd be a day one. Was so good before. Yeah, that's a day one. Well, I'm excited. For that, <laughs> I hope it's not so I can play. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure, Damian. Mean, Think for about sure. it like this: it's gonna fill. Maybe it'll fill the void left by Knack, because Knack's dead. Knack's out. <laughs> maybe Astrobot <laughs> could be the new Knack. Fill in, be that 3D platform mascot for them. Taken um, away from Cerny. I saw that report about VR, and they even said that they were focused on uh, games that can use both VR and non-VR. So like Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm wondering if this could be a similar thing. I where do wonder if they could do that. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, but weren't people saying like Astro? way different. Yeah, Astrobot yeah. was like pretty essential for the yes. VR. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. built from the ground up for yeah. VR. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they could make it work. Yeah. But or a separate mode. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. There's also uh, something I was reading around today. Sony had something said something about wanting to make like triple A uh, experiences for the PSVR too. Hmm. So I'm I'm curious if if that plays into that blood and truth. Yeah. Oh, more it is, blood and truths. 
It is kind of a funny statement, though, right? They're like, oh, so you're saying that the PlayStation VR stuff before was Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so yeah. many gimmicks. I mean, the Batman game is the best example of, like, yo, this is an awesome experience, but it's, like, not really a game. Mm, right. Yeah. You know? So... I, I like that focus. I want more like real Dude. games like Resident Evil 7, Kill obviously. Zone. And back. Killzone and VR, that'd be a great place for it to come back, Brad. That's awesome. Even Resistance would be sweet. Those would be cool places for those to return, for sure. Hmm. I'm trying to think if they have any like IPs, past IPs that would work well in VR besides that. Like Ape Escape, some kind of VR right. thing oh, or something, oh, you know? Yeah, that But when you work, talk about yeah. a quote-unquote real game, like yeah. Astrobot totally fit, fits that build. Mm-hmm. It's like you are playing yeah. in VR. VR is essential for that yeah. game. Yeah. But once you start playing that game, you're not just like... Oh, this is so cool that there's my hands in front of me or something. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's the perspective that makes it so rad. Oh, I mean, Gran Turismo will probably have it then. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure. Because they had it on the last one. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was a very, you know, kind of uh, isolated, like, chunk that mm-hmm. was VR, but it was there for sure. Yeah. And just coming off of uh, Astro's Playroom, I mean, so fun. I, I was blown away. That, that was. Yeah. Just I can't I cannot praise that game enough. I don't usually get platinum trophies mm-hmm. and that one I was just like I just want to keep playing this game That's exactly as much I was as at, yeah. I freaking can. I want to extract every inch and in every collectible in this game. I just want to play it all. It was so much fun. Yeah. So I'm just imagining that <clears throat> on like a Mario 64 scale Scope. or like a Mario World, yeah, just right. more and more but because like each world felt different and cool mm-hmm. and it had its own vibe it didn't feel like things were getting stale as it went on so i mean just that but but more <laughs> one of the things about playroom though is that it was really like leaning into the nostalgia vibes yeah. all of the, the the amazing little cameos and stuff that they had the different uh robots uh playing out as well as the collectibles like you were saying so what do you think? Do you think that they lean into that as well? Do you think they go more of the the rescue mission where it's just its own thing? Yeah, I think it would be rescue mission. Yeah. I mean, they could put in a few little little things in their references, which would be fine, but I think it would be more focused as its own thing. Like, I don't think this game's going to be in the PS headset like you're in a PS5 for right. a playroom or something yeah. like that. But, I mean, a, cool, a few little references it could be cool, yeah. especially because it's first party. Yeah. What I'm kind of wondering is if, you know, if they did go into that. Because, again, that's one of the things I had the most fun with. It's just yeah. like coming across something like recognizing it. The Resident Evil one, dude. You know, if if they did take it almost like the worlds of these different franchises. And particularly, mm. you're talking about stuff like Ape Escape. Yeah. You know, things that we haven't seen for a while. Like if, if Astro went to like a Parappa world or that's something. That's a good idea, Blood. Maybe with IPs they're not going to be really yeah. using, but they know fans want. And I... I know it's not necessarily VR, but it definitely would make sense because Astrobot was so good with it, and Astro's Playroom really felt like it was showing off the the Dual Sense. Mm-hmm. So if they were, you know, if these rumors are true about like a PSVR two, it could very well be the the selling game, the, the showcase. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 absolutely. I hope it is. Yeah, they could work it in the some spiritual successor gravity rush stuff in there. <laughs> like that could be one of the gimmicks. This is like I don't yeah. Uh, sadly, I don't think we're gonna be getting gravity yeah, rush for right. a while, so that'd yeah. be cool. But that mechanic, yeah. Yeah, oh, changing gravity that's a great and idea, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Such a good feeling. Damiani, did you put a, a a good amount of time into the playroom? 
Oh, yeah. I, I, I played through to finish. I didn't platinum it, but um, I don't think they need to lean as heavily on the nostalgia factor. I, I think mm-hmm. they should just go more with uh, something original. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, didn't play their, their first effort, but it sounds like what you're yeah. saying, it, yeah, it should yeah. Yeah. maybe go more in that direction. Um, they got the chops. I'm confident in them. Yeah, I feel like this is a moment where they could build this into something that becomes more of like a, a franchise for them yep. because – it, it seems like they have the talents for making platformers, whether it's in VR, just like traditionally. And uh, those uh, that PlayStation haptics, you know, Sony likes when you they know do, developers yeah. are yeah. putting that on yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a showpiece of that. So yeah. I imagine you know they could they might try and do more of that type of stuff, like crazier level designs, and you know more of the like haptic functionality mm-hmm. worked in. And budget, maybe they'll have a bigger budget too. Yeah. What's a GPU song? Oh my God! Legendary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> GPU song. Oh, that was so amazing. Good. Yeah, and I th- I think that's the one thing that they really nailed and hammered in on, which you know I I think that a lot of the times um, Sony doesn't necessarily always get it was just like the amount of like just the personality mm-hmm. in, in those characters. Yeah. Um and. You know, we've seen a lot more serious games and, and that sort of thing, but we haven't seen as much family-friendly stuff from Sony right. lately. So I think it really just hits those vibes in a way that yeah. can benefit them a lot. Yeah. the uh, All the references, you know? I know you're, you're kind of 50-50 on overdoing references, Depend- I feel like. It depends who does it. Yeah, too. and I feel like th- these ones were just done so well. well. It was like a, so fun. It was a celebration of PlayStation yeah. and the whole thing, so it made sense to me. It wasn't yeah. just like some you, weird thing out of nowhere. Yeah. Totally. And you were also like seeking some of them out. Yeah. Like, yes. While some were in your face, others you had to go off and explore, yeah. so that was mm-hmm. kind of a, a nice dangling carrot. Uh, I, obviously, I didn't play the first uh, Astro, but... Mm-hmm. Did they have like multiple different playable characters? Because that's somewhere else they no, could go. They didn't. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, I was like, getting too ambitious in my head of like, yeah. depending on the character you play as, that the character can set the tone of the game. So if you wanted to do, you know, a little more serious, you could have like the, you know, that kind of Astrobot character. And right. then if you wanted to do like the references and all the jokes, you could have kind of more of a clumsy one or something. It's Yeah, it's like the best platformers <laughs> either have like uh, an ensemble of like, yeah. you know, two, three, four different playable characters or mm-hmm. they got to have some cool power-up abilities. I was going to say, it's like one or the other. I think yeah, the power-ups would be yeah. a safer yeah. bet to me. Follow the Mario formula. Yeah. I also Might think... As well. an, Not the Donkey Kong 64 formula. I think another thing that would work really well would be um, like like vehicles and yeah, and you know how they that. have the the giant that they show. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, that was like, sick. Blood, blood you play as that. Dude, let's go. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. <laughs> Walking around as that giant would be fun. Yeah, it would Yo, be. When's, when's death match coming? <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, but that's the thing too. Like you could throw in some some mini games and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that could work really well. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, totally. I felt like the beach. The very opening beach area was like such a perfect place where you could throw in so many little like ring toss or something. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Excellent. Very nice. Uh another uh game and an- this isn't really a game announcement, but um but what is an actual game announcement, which is kind of surprising, uh, and it's the fun one that uh, Brandon put on here. Uh the Zool Redimensioned was announced. Did any of you guys play Zool back in the day? I recognize no. this this logo, this box art, but I've never played this. I looked it up and I said, "Oh, it's a little before my time." Yeah, yep. I had never heard of it. Didn't know about it. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I know it's not spelled the same, but uh, when you say the word Zool, only one thing comes to mind, and it's Ghostbusters. Sorry. <laughs> okay, so to catch everybody up, yeah. so this is coming out soon. This is August 18th Whoa. that Zool Redimension is coming. Making a uh, comeback. Mm-hmm. The original game was uh, released by Gremlin Graphics in 1992 on the Amiga uh, PCs. Missed Amiga. Uh, but then it was also ported to Genesis and Super NES and Game Gear and Game Boy Dude. and a bunch of other PC formats. Even Master System got Whoa. a version. Missed it. Yeah. Uh, and it's a gremlin in a ninja suit. It's a platformer. It's got boss fights. It was really kind of hmm. trying to kind of be an answer to like Sonic the Hedgehog at the time. You can <laughs> kind of see that a lot in, in some of the way that the visuals look. <laughs> face about it. <laughs> <laughs> Gremlin in a ninja suit trying to be yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm like, imagine it rolling yeah. really fast. <laughs> some chaos emeralds. Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and then, so what's interesting, what's really interesting here is how, they, how this thing came about is it's developed from the Sumo Digital Academy. Oh, that's uh, fun. And so... It's been brought back to life by students. That's so fun. Um, what a perfect game did for that. Oh, yeah, I, I so, love this whole thing now. So, yeah, so these are <laughs> graduates that are looking to first their, make their first career move. So they have skills in uh, various uh, different industries. Uh, the first students joined in September 2020, so this didn't take them that long. Yeah. yeah. And they've rebuilt Zool and designed its engine from scratch with no prior experience in C++ coding. Uh, a year ago, they had no experience, and now they're releasing their first game wow. in their own engine running on modern PCs. Sorry, this was from Sumo what? Sumo Digital Academy, which I'm guessing is tied to Sumo Digital yeah. themselves. Yeah. It's like, I didn't even know they had an academy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, this is like the first wave of huh. students it's putting cool. this together. Seems cool to me. And it's sound- you know, bringing some old game back that like has been off the radar probably yeah, for cool. a long time, like has kind of a history and a following, but it's like also letting the kids put their own take on it. It's cool. Apparently, it had really good ratings back in the day, even though none of us have played it. Yeah, I've wow. played it. Uh, but they did a lot of interesting things here too with this, this new new version. Uh, so you can choose uh, between uh, two main game modes. So you can basically play like an original kind of. Uh, version or the redimension, which is a little bit more accessible. I'm guessing it has more checkpoints and mm. save files and stuff like that. Um, there are, uh, they said they completely redesigned seven of the boss fights. Um, they've added 25 achievements. Um, nice. They've added like a level select screen no, right. and some accessibility yeah. options. And then if you want to play the original Genesis version, that's in there too. Dude, that's nice. cool. I love nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's, that's a excellent. rarity now. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> excellent. Yeah. That is excellent. Damn. So, and yeah, this is just like two weeks away now. Yeah, cool. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious I knew too. you'd be curious, blood. I've never played it before. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. really even seen anyone play it. Um, I love, it's one of my favorite things. I love when history is preserved. You know what I mean? Whether they're putting old movies on... Digital or or physical or bringing old games back this way, I'm I'm super into it. So glad yeah. it exists. Yeah, letting a company go into the the vault basically yeah. and allowing yeah, like younger newer talent to try something yep. like, yep. hey, right. we haven't touched yes. this in forever. Hey, this could be the a revival for it. You know, yep. like very low stakes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish like bigger companies had stuff like yeah. this because oh, how many how many companies we have like series we want to see a new entry yeah. in and like it goes like 
years, decade plus, yes. and it's like just hand it over to like who did it publicly team. on Twitter? Some big company on Twitter was like, "Yo, let us make Silent Hill." I forget who it was, but it, this just happened like a while ago, <laughs> where like big companies were saying like, "Yo, let us make." Let yeah, us do it. I wish someone would do this with Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who is it just recently just said they want to, I forget the company name, they want to They want to bring back Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, Digital Cliff. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think some of those guys actually worked on the previous so cool. releases for like PS3 or something. I feel oh, like they right, did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, there you go. Yep. Uh, another one, uh, I don't know if you guys read the PlayStation blog today uh, with Kamiya with Soul Cresta. Oh, right. I did see that. Did you Shuma? read this story? No, I didn't read it, but I this saw This is it. craziness. So I think there's Terra Cresta and Moon Cresta back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent one of these games was released in 1985. I've never heard of them. Wow. I don't know if they were just in Japanese arcades, if they ever made it over to the West or mm-hmm. not. But Kamiya was like shooting around ideas with uh, uh, Inaba. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like talking about maybe making like a, a shoot 'em up, and like, and and talking about Soul Cresta, and they're like, well, what if it actually was Soul Crest, or actually Cresta. was a yeah. Cresta game, you know? And then he was like, he, and, and this other company, Hamster, which is pretty much unknown outside of Japan, yeah. has the the rights, and apparently they had re-released like a collection of old arcade games recently, and. Kamiya knew this guy. Like they've done, like they've hung out and had lunch and stuff before. But like he would, it was like reading his description of being just so nervous that his hands were shaking when he was handing the proposal Him. to the president yeah. of Hamster. It was like just hoping that he would approve of it. And yeah, would, it's fun. <laughs> one of the most celebrated like designers Jeez. in gaming ever. Good story. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and they're so they're making they're the making passion, a sequel. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Trying to use That's some of the sick, same mechanics. Dude. I want to try it now. <laughs> yeah, know, like that's the thing for me. It's like yeah. I've never, never cared about this game. I haven't played a lot of other, you know, shoot 'em ups yeah. and stuff. And yeah, hell yeah, it's fun. Uh, all right, uh, we'll move on to the next big guy. Last night, Nintendo released their Q1 financial report. I mean, oh, did yeah. you get, get a look through this? Uh, I took a glance took a this glance. morning. <laughs> 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 Take a take a That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got so it's so just like make it out to cash. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so business style, dude. Took a glance at the reports. Uh, so we got an update on uh, Switch sales numbers and on uh, some of the games that just mm-hmm. got released. Basically, uh, the their overall and their software numbers were were down a bit just because Animal Crossing was. So, so gigantic last year. last last year at this time, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've reached uh, th- their their uh, terminology is interesting. Eighty nine million sell in, which is essentially what they've sold to retailers, You're right? And then eighty five million sold through, which is yeah. what they essentially Fashion. count as yeah. you know customers have gotten these things on them. Which I don't think we usually ever get a distinction between those two. It's like usually the sell in is mm-hmm. all you ever hear. Uh, but it is sort of what counts for them because, well, they've, they've sold them. It's up to the retailers to deal with it now. Uh, but that number, uh, number one, uh, the standard Switch sales were up, but Switch Lite sales were down. Down, yeah. Uh, but that number surpasses now the, the lifetime numbers of the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Wow. 
PS3 was like 87. Yeah. Uh, Xbox 360 was 80. Uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, PS3 kind of like kept, I think it kept going a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though Xbox was bigger in, in the U.S. Uh, it's on the way to beating uh, the Wii and the PS1 by the end of the fiscal year. Wow. Yeah, beating the Wii is... Well, beating the Wii, yeah. yeah. And Get the PS1. Out. Damn. It, uh... Yeah. It's a monster, and yeah. uh, I think what's even more of a monster is it's the the total software sales mm-hmm. for its lifetime. Disgusting I, attack I think, rate. Yeah. I think was it only only the Wii and DS have more software sales of any of the other platforms? Oh yeah, they're like at what was it like nine hundred million or something, and they're like at six hundred million, like every piece of software ever sold. And it's like they view Switch as only halfway through its lifespan, so it's like. <laughs> One, it like might be the first of their company to cross one billion in software sales, which would be insane. Two, it like this system is like it's sold as much as have hasn't even had a price cut yet. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> they haven't even gotten to like switch OLED or a price cut or anything like that. And uh it's it's just on track, I feel like, to maybe beat PS two. because uh, it's like yeah, PS two and DS are like mm-hmm. neck and neck up there. Yeah. But it's like Almost double. They're like they're saying what 150 million plus each. So yeah, it's 151 for the DS, and then 155 for the it's, PS2. It's it's just like insane that like you're seeing the charts next to each other. Like Switch is like in the middle there. It's like slowly surpassing everyone, mm-hmm. but it, you realize it's only been out for four years, mm-hmm. and they're probably going to keep supporting it for another few years. So it definitely has that chance. Um, so it's it's pretty impressive. I know you mentioned like it was a little bit lower because of Animal Crossing and everything like that. But I mean, they still got Switch OLED coming out in October. Who knows? They do a bundle or price cut for the OG Switch in November for a holiday. Like right. they could easily pick up that slack in the second half, and mm-hmm. they have a stronger software lineup. It feels like for the second half. So maybe they haven't. Like, I don't know if they'll beat last year's record, but they're still probably gonna have a really good year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one of the things when, especially when you compare it to the Wii, you know the. The Wii had that just incredible, like, skyrocket launch, you know, to where it kind of like right now with the consoles where you just you couldn't mm-hmm. get a hold of one. It took forever. Um, but then by this point, I want to say like four years into the Wii's oh, life yeah. cycle, people were yeah. oh, cooling. Yeah. A lot of the people yeah, that had bought the, the Wii yeah. had like basically packed it up and only brought it out for Wii Sports when somebody came over mm-hmm. or something. And so the Switch is in a very different place mm-hmm. in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. Same with PS2 and PS3. It's just so different. Like PS2, you know, the remodel going to like the mini and the the thin one and it just being able to play all those PS2 games versus PS3 was like weird backwards compatibility things, you yep. know? So it was like selling alongside it for a really long time. Yeah. Well, I remember like E3 that we would get because it was back in the day when these things, the graphs and stuff, were part of the E3 presentations. Right. And you would just always, they would just keep bringing up the <laughs> PS2 sales. And it's like, please, we don't care. It's been that. years. That mini is PS- so <laughs> nice. PSP. Yeah. The mini was nice. Love it. Um, but I think, yeah, in terms of the, the quarter itself, you know, we haven't had, like, the giant... Nintendo? The, the giant Nintendo games right no. now. You know, they, they talked about they had nine... Games that sold over a million. This Pokemon, right? It's coming uh, out at the new end of Pokemon year? Snap is the big one. Two point oh seven million. Talking about the Diamond Pearl remake. Yeah, the new one so coming yeah so they've got that yeah. coming. Yeah, they've yeah, got yeah, Metroid yeah. coming. Yeah. You know, obviously. Mm-hmm. Payday. 
Super Dollar uh, the next the other Mario Party because right. I mean, yes. Super Mario Party is a yes. titan for them. Yep. Um, and then so let me run down the other so physical copy. So out of the nine million sellers, seven of them were <laughs> Nintendos, and it seems like two of the others were third parties, which they I didn't see on the report. Uh, but yeah, new Pokemon Snap had two point oh seven million. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe still coming in second. <laughs> 1.69 million, bringing it up to 37.8 million what's total, copies. It, wow. What's the, the to, highest selling game? What's on the Switch? total on Pokemon Snap? That's very interesting. No, that is the po- that is, over 2 million? Yeah, it's new. That's yeah. Pokemon Snap, it's new. But that is. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe beat uh, Mario Kart Wii. It's now the best selling yeah. Mario Kart game. Yep. Wow. Sure would like yeah, it. That doesn't <laughs> factor in the, the Wii, version, Wii version sales either. Right. <laughs> that Pokemon Snap number just really fascinates me because it's, it's just a great like, number. That is a huge number, and it just feels like they do it in their sleep over there at the Pokemon <laughs> Company. Pokemon. Like, honestly, no disrespect to Pokemon Snap. I think it's a great game. But uh, to put up those numbers, that is I mean, wild. Despite everything, what, where you said on the fence with Sword and Shield, I mean, Sword and Shield are like... yeah. yeah. Gargantuan. Yeah, it's, it's, like yeah, you think you yeah. think Pokemon Snap sold a lot. Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield lifetime yeah. to date is just like too big to fail. It's like right up he there is. in the top five. Yeah, of their lifetime sales. Yeah. It's like insane how these these titles keep breaking yeah. records yeah. no matter. Yeah. yeah, the backlash, the fan outcry. Yeah, they did. Right. Like it's like what wow. incentive does Nintendo have to do anything differently when this oh, yeah. is what's working? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, the new one. The, the what is it? The remake? It's Omega Ruby. No. What is it? N- Diamond and Pearl. Diamond. I don't know what it's called. Sorry, though. the ones that are coming, coming out this out. fall. Yeah. So uh, Brilliant and Shining Diamond yeah, Pearl. Yeah, yeah. forget which was Got which. It. I yeah. mean, those, that's going to be a couple million. Oh, yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, brilliant Diamond, well, Shining oh, yeah. Pearl. Oh, that would make sense. Yep. Yeah. And then you got uh, Arceus. Yeah, Q1 next right. year. That'll be huge. So yeah. Just like every couple good. months, you know. You I think they got they million. got a good release yeah. on the uh, horizon. They, uh, the things we know about, we know Splatoon three is supposed yeah. to be next year, and that's going to probably be huge, massive. So like, no, even if they don't have a huge really point. good year this year, despite all this, their potential lineup for next year oh, is they're, so huge. They're sitting pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like a lot of their software is just like just long evergreen sales for a yeah. lot of their like uh oh yeah always they like uh Breath of the Wild it's still just, you know, still huge <laughs> it's like it's Smash Brothers Finally, Ultimate it's still yeah. it didn't it didn't make this list though so uh, some of the other ones Mario Golf Super Rush one point three four million mm-hmm. uh, Animal Crossing still up there uh, one point two six million making that uh, I think the second best overall thirty three point nine million total good god <laughs> yep. great timing. Ring Fit Adventure still up there. Phenomenal timing yeah. for that game. One point one five million, bringing it to eleven point three million total. Just broke into the top ten for Switch for like all time sales. The Ring Fit. Ring Fit's yeah. the number ten Good best selling Lord. Switch game of all time. Damn. Yeah. Give Ring Fit, man. The Switch have the most one million games sales, like the most games that have sold over a million uh, copies. I, I don't know. That's an interesting. Yeah, don't know. Yeah. Don't know. I, I bet. <laughs> I would I would not bet against this. <laughs> uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, 1.09 million, bringing it to 6.7 million total. Wow. Not bad for, uh, for a Switch port. Switch port. With, Wii U port, yeah. Like a couple Yo, uh, hour DLC. Rich, quick, quick, 
one minute break. Retrospective, uh, Bowser, Bowser's Fury. Did you like? Could you see them doing more of stuff like that? Oh, yeah. That, like, oh the, yeah. Big, big expansions. I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. was a prototype they're building cool, for yeah. potentially where they're going in the future. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like basically have multiple worlds are like that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty cool. I think the thing they get, they might get to tackle is a. Uh, if you go like this, more like open worldy. What if a player goes in this direction? They start unlocking these worlds instead of this way. Like yeah. that might, yeah, mm, cool. Like stuff that Breath of the Wild already tackled and stuff. Yeah. They might be trying to figure out, but Dude, poss- the possibilities. That's what's like so exciting. Like whether or not you like Bowser's Fury, it's just, like the potential it showed. Yeah. It's like all right, made in look like made in like the aesthetic of it or like the themes of the worlds. But you know what? Hey, it was just a a DLC. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. a full mainline game. game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah they need to. That one needs a yeah. Switch Pro. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah, game yeah. needs a Switch Pro. Though. <laughs> <laughs> a little more often in some yeah, spots. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you you already caught wind of this, Huber, but what do you think the that last one is? That seventh game for a million. For a million, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Monster Hunter. No, because that would be a third party. But that—that's no. probably one of the two. I'm I would. Sure I'm sure that's one of the two. Too. That's yeah. That because they talked about nine, but only seven of them were their games. Yeah. So I would, I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if Monster Hunter was was one of them. Probably some old Wii U game, maybe Skyward Sword or. Uh... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Wow. Oh, Mario, Mario 3D World. No, we just talked about that. Yeah. yeah. What's the other one? The last one. Odyssey. Metopia. Me- oh, Metopia! Oh, 1.04 million. That game existed. <laughs> Metopia. How many copies? 1.04 million. 1.04 million <laughs> for Metopia. Metopia is selling over a million. Dude, yeah. yeah. Wow. Million Seller Club. A 3DS game that nobody seemed to care about, but apparently. Wow. Just selling. Million. Cool mill. Yeah, no cool problem. Million, no, they do it in their sleep. They do it in their sleep. <laughs> you know, it's time for like, just pour to Excite Truck. Two million right <laughs> yeah, there. Boom. Yep, <laughs> I dropped two million. Let's go. You know, why not? Beetle Venture Racing. Beetle Venture Racing. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> 1.5 Excite Truck? Mm-hmm. It was a Wii game. I only played Excite Bike. It was a Wii Oh, yeah. You played it. I'm probably, you probably played yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I loved Excite Bike. Love that one growing up on Game Boy. That's Excite Bike, right? Was there a Game Boy version? There was a Game Boy version? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I Most bet there was. Motocross, the Most motocross? people played on NES, but yeah. maybe there yeah. was. Yeah, I, I don't remember a Game Boy Excite Bike, but maybe it existed. Yeah. There was on N64. Yeah. Excite Bike 64 was. I know there's yeah, Excite sick. Truck, dude. Yeah, it was all Wii. It was a Wii Watch game, like dude. You probably played racing, it. Like a normal looking racing game. Damn. Yeah. There's a lot of people that swear by it's that like game. I wasn't that into it, but yeah. Let's go, dude. Lots of big jumps. Yeah. That's what you got to do in Excite. And then there was Excite. Bots. Yeah, that was the last one. <laughs> oh, I didn't play that one. I, I didn't Dang. either. <laughs> so, no, no, you know what, Huber, what we're playing? Because there's another title, that, and then one that probably should come to Switch because it'll probably sell a million copies. Hmm. Get Molossov's Disaster Day of Crisis. Oh, my God. Oh, ridiculous dude, man. Huber, that game is for you. You're just like rescuing it, people, right? It's a, it's a game where every dis- natural disaster imagining is happening during a terrorist attack. <laughs> 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 Like you're just like this like cop dude is like what? in the middle of all the earthquakes, tsunamis, like bad. Yeah, it's just like going on. Single player. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But I just want to watch your reactions. Yeah. Yeah, like seeing. One insane. thing I never got to play that I would like to get back, go back to uh, with a remaster would be the last story. Yeah, oh, dude. I really yeah. wish they do that, but 
Mist Walker. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem like they're doing any of that stuff with their games. Right. Because they have so many games that just yeah, were stuck on one system kind of thing. Never touched Lost Odyssey. Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey. Those yeah. are BC on you Xbox, You can play them right? BC, yeah. 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 But it's like, man, give them some, another second life or something. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's, last week we talked about, you know, the Xbox and the PlayStation sales, and this week we got Switch, and it's just... Crushing mm-hmm. it. Everybody Everyone. is crushing it. Yeah, it just doesn't surprise me. Earning reports time. Until, until it's like the bubble breaks, you know, I'm just never surprised. Every game that comes out is is going to be the highest selling in the franchise. That's honestly what it feels like. Barring, you know, the weird moments of, you know, like Ratchet & Clank is only on PS5, low install base right now. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just think every game coming out is... Just kind of like doing well. Games the b- business than is ever. a boom. Yeah. It will be. It will be interesting to see like uh, Advance Wars, the one I'm very yeah. curious about. Oh yeah. Because that I feel is an important important litmus test for some uh, uh, like a barrier that Nintendo might cross into to bringing some more games to Switch. And they said that about Fatal Frame too. And, and they're f- looking at right. how Fatal Frame does to see Test whether waters. they're going to do a I, sequel. I feel like if those two can like perform better than expectations, uh, I, I think we might see. Some older sequels, yeah, some uh, sequels to those, but also some other games that people have been wanting for a while might have a better chance. Golden Sun, yeah, you go, yeah. <laughs> Golden Sun. You want to like if Golden Sun sells a million on Switch, come on, like yeah. it's they possible. need to say that they need to like threaten the <laughs> players. Yeah. If you don't buy this, Doug Bowser's like, yo, you're in trouble. Buy yeah. it, buy Golden Sun, buy only. You gotta guilt trip us, yeah. Uh, well, there's no plan for any kind of Golden Sun re-release. Just yeah. to be clear, <laughs> yeah. I don't know with Camelot now. But I yeah. I, I do feel like Fatal Frame is getting that's a hard that's a hard situation. It's getting a lot of buzz, and I feel a, like I that's feel not like, a good game, right? Like I, I it was a swimming swimming for me. Yeah, it, it's too long. It it just it becomes it's just too long. Uh, but the way fiber. they're marketing it, I know because I just happened to review that game. But the way they're marketing it is almost like it is a new release. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, if you're not tapped into the industry, if you're just, you know, a consumer of Switch horror games or whatever, you might have a new photo frame. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. Just the way th- the way everything about it, it just doesn't seem like they're hyping it up as a remaster. Did the Famicom Detective Club make it? Or was it before or after the cutoff for this? Uh, I think it would have been in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah those are the, ones that I, I didn't see any any reference. I to didn't it. expect those to sell very like a million copies, but I'd be very curious if they, if at any point Nintendo says they were pleased or displeased, like they underperformed or right. you know or performed to expectations. But I wonder too, did they? Did that game release earlier in Japan, or did they did they simultaneously release that? Because that could make a difference too in a quarterly report. I felt like they came out the same. But time. I don't know when. How how often is Nintendo doing staggered releases anymore with their first their first party stuff? I feel like they don't do that anymore. Hmm. I'm trying to even remember the last time they've done something like that. I feel like that might be one, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Hmm. No, they they either release something that doesn't come out here, period, anymore, which right. is like pretty still common. But yeah, do you have the lifetime for Breath of the Wild sales? Uh, no, I didn't see that on this report. It's, a lot of that, maybe that's in the the yearly reports. There, there's a link there. They have a software page that's always updated with every oh, annual okay, quarter thing. Oh, okay, uh, I, I think it's like at just under twenty four million. God, it feels so good. It's for right behind so Super good. Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's like number one's Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Number two is. Uh, Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing, I think 
three is Pokemon mm-hmm. now, four Smash Brothers, and five is Breath of the Wild. Man, after Skyward Sword sales on Wii, this is like very nice to see it sell so much. Wait, Breath of the Wild's more than Mario Odyssey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Odyssey's yeah, yeah. like two more down the rung now. Yeah. 3D Mario has never been a yeah. huge well, seller compared Odyssey, to some Odyssey, other things. Yeah, and Odyssey, I feel like, or uh, Breath of the Wild is just like always in the conversation. You know, mm-hmm. people still analyze it, talk about it to this day. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the sequel's coming out, so that helps. But it just always, still, after all this time, it just always feels relevant. Yeah. It's yeah. a great game. Yeah. Well, plus the, you know, the stuff that people still manage to figure, figure out and pull out. off yeah. with the yeah. physics yeah. system yeah. and yeah. everything. Yeah. Gotta Open hope Metroid world. sells a lot Open now. World games, man. I need Metroid <laughs> to sell a lot now. It's never sold a ton or is it much as it should have, so hopefully right. now on Switch it will. Get ready for the highest selling Metroid of all time, Brad. Today, 35th anniversary of the <laughs> Japanese <laughs> disc system release of really? the wow. original Metroid. Damn. Sick. Happy birthday, It's got Samus. a chance now, though. That collection? Dread looks yeah. solid <laughs> and Prime 4 probably be sick for, from Retro, so hope it sells well. Mm-hmm. And now, a word from our sponsors. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products, to popular fashion brands, and even food delivery. I will always be in debt to Honey because Honey helped me save a lot of money on a gift certificate that I got for my birthday. And that is some dollars that you definitely want to stretch as far as they will go. Honey makes me happy because it not only helps me save money on stuff I buy online, including Easy Allies equipment, but it'll also let me know when prices change. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. I would never recommend something that I don't use. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com allies. That's joinhoney.com allies. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips with less prep, less effort, and minimal cleanup, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. HelloFresh's calorie-smart options make it easier to enjoy tasty, lower-calorie meals this summer without scouring the grocery store. Choose from 50 menu and market items each week, from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and extra-special gourmet options all available. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I have a two-year-old son, and while I love him very much, he makes meal planning very tricky. After we spend all day figuring out what he is going to eat, it's very easy for us to eat bad things or quick things or things that we don't really think about until it is time to prepare a meal. HelloFresh makes that decision extremely easy and makes the process extremely fast. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Allies14 and use code Allies14 for up to 14 free meals, plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Allies14 and use code Allies14 for up to 14 free meals, plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. 
This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. I've always lived in Southern California, and so I've always been surrounded by Spanish-speaking people. It'll be wonderful to finally get a command of that language to understand things that are being said or possibly be able to communicate with locals the next time I head down to Mexico for vacation. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. The infamous language classes I took in high school my Spanish 3 teacher was very nice, he was just a little bit crazy. Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code ALLIES. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code ALLIES, for an extra three months free. And if you are a patron of Easy Allies, thank you. All right, this next one I don't want to put a lot of time on because we've talked about it a lot the past few weeks. Uh, but I've got, like, the rundown just to keep everybody up to date on the Activision mm, Blizzard situation. Right. Oh, boy. Hit us. So I just wanted to throw this stuff in there, let people kind of get an idea what's what's yeah. been going on. Um, uh, maybe I'll run through it all real quick, and then we can comment sure. on what yeah, people yeah, want to sure. comment on. Uh, Jay Allen Brack is stepping down as CEO of Blizzard. Excellent. The studio will be co-led by Jen O'Neill, mm-hmm. uh, who joined Blizzard in January from Vicarious Visions, as well as Mike Ibarra, who uh, was uh, from Xbox before, and uh, he joined in 2019. Uh, the head of HR, uh, Jesse Meshuk, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but uh, they're also not at the company anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, employees have loosely formed uh, the ABK Workers Alliance, uh, and they've been writing letters. They've spoken out against the choice of the law firm, Wilmer Hale, as well as uh, continue to reiterate that uh, their specific demands haven't been meaningfully addressed yet. A uh, second lawsuit has been filed by investors claiming that Activision was not transparent, uh, that they were being investigated, haven't been forthcoming with the situation that's been going on for the past couple of years that sparked the first lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, during a recent investor call, uh, Bobby Kotick claimed he wanted to make Activision Blizzard the very best example for other companies to emulate and stated that people will be held accountable. Uh, that commitment means we will not just terminate employees where appropriate, but will also terminate any manager or leader found to have impeded the integrity of our processes for evaluating claims and imposing appropriate consequences. The company is also hiring additional staff to specifically address these issues. Mm-hmm. So, something's moving forward, but not well, any kind of smoking gun. This yeah. is fixed, obviously. I mean, Jalen Brown. We're not going to get pretty but, much yeah. forced to step down, I assume. They said he was going to pursue other career opportunities yeah, or whatever. It was it's like, like, you were you were sacrificial lamb. You're out of here, kind yeah. of thing. 
uh, these two code leaders are interesting to me. Uh, the woman, what was her name again? I forget. Jen O'Neill. She, yeah, worked at Vicarious Visions. I think she started as QA or something, and she worked her oh, way yeah. up. Yeah. And the other guy you say is at Xbox. So a weird thing, I've been keeping, I keep tabs on like the World of Warcraft community, especially, and of course that ties with Blizzard. There's been a lot of pe- fans are unhappy with the game for a long time now, and they feel like the devs are kind of out of touch. But this new guy coming in is an active WoW player, <laughs> okay. playing at a pretty high level, doing these things called like Mythic Dungeons. So that's kind of brought a little life into, or making the fans feel a little more comfortable. Like someone in charge of this actually plays the game. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like they feel like a lot of the devs don't actually play the game because they feel so disconnected and like some of the decisions they're making mm. seem so weird. So it's been kind of nice signs to see these, but it is very early, so it's hard to tell, but it seems like a better st- or a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's like Ubisoft kind of all over again, you know, just kind of going through this. It's people get, you know, let go and the higher ups, you know, chant change 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 and then on the outside looking in it's like we just kind of have to you know what do we perceive has the company changed do we know so the fact that the employees are banding together for like protection that's what i noticed the most and that that to me you know is is the best course of action because then like if they're all just defending each other like they should like Mm -hmm. then hopefully it'll be better there yeah, a uh, little disconcerting about Bobby Kotick's statements. Yeah, though. yeah. it's it's Just clear that they're, 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 yeah he's playing for the uh, I'm not going anywhere and uh, yeah. I'll fix this and then we'll be a shining beacon and stuff. Yeah. Watch, watch this. It's like this still all happened under your watch. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think yeah. It, it it to me it feels like a lack of of humility. Yeah, is, is the main thing that it comes down to. Which yeah. you know I I think no remorse. When you compare that to J. Allen Brack stepping down, you know, like, and, and even the things that Brack had said before, right? right. You know, that, and, and I'm kind of split on that because, like, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, like, this was on his watch. This is an appropriate action for him to take to, like, all right, you know, I'm responsible for this. I need to get out of the situation. I shouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. this shouldn't have happened while I was in charge. Uh, but the other side of that that, you know, I saw somebody point out was is, this is kind of what Bobby wants. <laughs> Oh, they want to creep in on Blizzard. For, for years. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. like they've been trying to, to creep in yeah. on Blizzard. Blizzard oh, yeah. was sort of its own thing for a while after nope. the merger. Yeah, Activision's got more control now. And now Activision is getting more, oh, more yeah. control. So it's kind of a way for him to push out more yeah. of that old Blizzard. It's garden. like scary, kind of, but it's old so Blizzard's strange, already gone. Man. It's I, already, it's not Blizzard anymore, yeah. like the we, we loved growing up with. I'm just like, yeah, what lengths they will go to to, like, you know, get back to, like, the normal view of, you know, Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate crazy things, but it's like I just saw, what was it, Diablo 2 was uh, resurrected, was delayed, right? No, no Immortal is delayed. Or, or, what? Immortal, that's the mobile the game. Mobile ah, game. okay, yeah. never mind. No, no, no. I was gonna say if that was delayed, no, I was like, Curious Visions is handling." I was like, so "That that would that would be a str- that was more of a strategic." Thing. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. My apologies for that. Um, but the thing that wasn't in here, I thought uh, I saw today as well, is the advertisers are pulling out of Overwatch League. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. no, the, I didn't go over everything. There's oh, other okay. oh, yeah. stuff There's happening. Sorry, constantly. that one There's was stuff like happening after this podcast for sure. That's like know. a good step, yeah. but it's like again, it's hitting Blizzard, not Activision. Mm-hmm. And like Bobby is like, it's Activision Blizzard, but like. As long as Activision is like insulated from this, like Blizzard, the worst comes the worst. Like 
Blizzard's expendable to them, I feel like. They're like, yeah. Oh, well, they the we, profits they bring is so much less compared it, to what it's like we Activision got. Makes. It's like Call of Duty. It's like until Call of Duty is affected, it's like yeah. they yeah. don't care. And yeah. in in that light, you know, they without skipping a beat, you know, we're talking up the new season of uh, <laughs> yeah. Warzone and all that stuff. Of course, today. Yeah. yeah. I mean yep. the game's yep. massive. Yep. Yeah, my curious vision's becoming part of Blizzard's interesting to me. It's like cause that was Activision handling that, but Right. They did a great job with Tony Hawk and stuff, so and Diablo looks pretty good so far, so hopefully they'll make a bit like Blizzard really cannot drop the ball on Diablo 4. They cannot oh drop the ball in that game. If they fuck that game up, it's like over. They ruined Warcraft 3, which was like such an important game in their library. And Overwatch is like in a weird spot right now. It's like no one even cares about Overwatch 2 right now. No, like, I, I uninstalled Battle.net from my oh, computer. Yeah. yeah, I've uninstalled everything, like purged my whole life from Blizzard. I want nothing to do with this company until we know that there's actual change. Like, it is mind-blowing. It is crazy to me. Like, again, but I mean, and at, it's like, at do the we... same time, though, that's what kind of with me is like, I don't, I don't think you can know that. Like, yeah, you, and how do we you, know? You don't that's, know. That's the, that's the thing. Is you like, only know when it happens again. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know, so it's, it's like, like that's why the 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 hopeful the hopeful side of what you were saying of of just the employees banding together. Yeah. And like like they're the ones I want to hear how it's going from. You know, is mm-hmm. everything okay over there? Like, how was how was work morale? How is everyone doing? Is everyone safe? Is everyone good? Well, and and more than anything, uh, the ability to be able to. T- to speak up, to speak out, yeah, you know, yeah. because whether things are good or bad, like being able to know that that's what's happening yes. is really important. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't even think about how Activision is connected to all this. They are kind of just kind of, you know. Right, uh, but I mean, it is all Blizzard, 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 though, Blizzard. Yeah, I didn't even. There's people in here represented from all kinds of yeah. different studios, yeah. Yeah. Like guys from is... High Moon and all of that. Like they're yeah. they're yeah. signed on to this, so. Um, I I don't I don't know how wide of a reach the problems have been, you know, or whether the problems are really more isolated to Blizzard's mm-hmm. side of things, or if they've been in other studios too. Um, but uh, you know, those guys from other places are standing in in solidarity either way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think right now it's like the most horrifying stuff has come out has been on the Blizzard side, but it's you know. Who knows what else will be turned over Seriously. there? You know, I think, you know, there's still probably more to be heard. But, we'll, yeah, the I don't know. I, I feel like there's always people like talking. I know we've covered this in the past before about whether or not what you do. What do you do about the situation when you're covering it? Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes you feel like powerless because like no matter what you do, like I'm going to boycott it. Yeah. Cool. One person boycotted. Yeah. A hundred thousand people yeah. boycotting it. Does that really even yeah. do anything to their bottom line when Call of Duty is like, tens of millions or whatever mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's a blip on them but sometimes something like this can get so hyper focused under the, like the you know the microscope from the public eye yeah it's like a lightning rod where it's like we can't yeah. change every single company every time this happens we tr- like we call it out and stuff but like not all the time to change but maybe this is the time this that time, like this if you can change this one thing yeah. it's like one time it's like worth it and stuff so like I, I yeah, I'm not like I will like I would however you want to go about you know raising awareness or like boy guns whatever you want to do as long as it keeps bringing attention to it I feel like this might be the time to do something about mm-hmm. it yeah. but also 
the realist in me is like, man, like this is the way Bobby yeah. Kotick's talking right now. Exactly, it's like yeah. he, that, he's not, that's not someone who's scared or shit. Like that guy yeah. is just like, I'm in, I'm untouchable. Get out of here. It's yeah. like, oh man. But I, <laughs> I, I do think though that the what you're talking about with the advertisers and with the investors, like those are things that they're going to really listen to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. That that that's something they definitely will pay attention to. But again, until they start pulling out of like, you know, the Call of Duty stuff, it's like those are still sitting pretty right now, as far as we know. So until there's like trouble, you know, in, in you know, in those bigger franchises. I mean, Blizzard's huge, but like I feel like once they start pulling out of their biggest things, because mm-hmm. it is like a level of difference between what Blizzard's doing right now, especially yeah. current, as you said, current Blizzard is not old Blizzard. If this was like 10 years ago or something mm-hmm. in the heyday and like people are pulling out of like WoW stuff, it's like, okay, this is a huge deal. But like now it was like, it's old anyway, WoW. It's not like, you know, like a lot of it can be explained away and stuff and it's not the behemoth it used to be. Right. And that was like, it's probably its biggest moneymaker along with like Overwatch. Is, They're like, yeah. And they just point to Call of Duty, and it's like Call of Duty probably covers the cost of like all that stuff. It's like mm-hmm. get out of here. Like, and they have King, was like Candy Crush, and they make a yep that too ton of money. It's like, right? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. It, yeah, it's like a weird situation, but yeah. there's like some there's some bright spots like J. Allen Brack leaving, and the two yeah. new people could be great, and the head <laughs> HR guy that that's, being gone. So hopefully it's some. Positive change will come from this. Absolutely. Yeah. But it'll yeah. Just, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Like, that, I yeah, doubt it'll be that's overnight. Kind of my point. It's, it's like, just going to take a while. You might not hear time. about everything right away. So. And it's got to take, you know, yep. the workers on the inside to, yeah. keep, to keep pushing and to keep having Because, like, we backs. don't work there. We don't know what it's like in there. But, yeah. Uh, and then a uh, similar story uh, that I, I think ties into this is. Uh, the Gone Home creator Steve oh Gaynor yeah. has stepped down from yeah. his leadership position at Fulbright after uh, a dozen former staff members <sighs> claim they've left the company due to toxic work environment. Holy shit. He will remain as a writer on will Open remain. Roads, uh, but will not be involved in the day-to-day operations. And then uh, Polygon has a report that kind of go over people's experiences and stuff. Wow. So this is an interesting kind this of... It's a different situation uh, mm-hmm. because people are saying this like the you know it's not about necessarily like sexual harassment or overtly you know um, like sexual discrimination, but a lot of these people that have left are women. It is a company that was very mm-hmm. attractive to uh, women developers, um, and and it felt like a lot of the the negativity and stuff you know was kind of. Because they're women or something? Was, well, yeah, it, it seemed to be like more dismissiveness. And, oh. you know, and, and, it's, all, and oh. it's almost like kind of like the, it sounds kind of like a, like a diva complex kind of thing. It's like, you oh, know, like he, he associated him, like he is Fulbright. Rockstar yeah. developer. Yeah, yeah. that kind yeah. of thing. And yeah, so it. like not really yeah. listening to got other people's it, feedback it, and, and right. that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yet again, I love the people coming together, you know? Twelve people coming together and saying enough is enough. Like that's when that's how you get the people in power out. You know, well, these people have left the company. Yeah, yeah, they, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's like different. I mean, yeah, after the, and yeah. also like the hardship of you know, you just you can't just switch jobs on a whim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's like some people exactly. are stuck in these yep. situations. They can't do anything about it because it's giving up their livelihood. Especially in the past year, um, as we've been in the pandemic, it's. You know, that's such a high risk that some people will just 
have to put up with yeah. that that type of stuff. And it's like you won't even like hear them out. It's like yeah, there are people who are gonna be like oblivious to some things. Mm-hmm. Like it just how it's gonna be. You might not realize you are doing something, but like when you're told about it and like you're dismissive and it's like or you're just not receptive to right. like feedback from coming from multiple sources. Defensive. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like that's not just on that base level. It's kind of, and you're the one in charge. It's like yeah, you should start looking to get the hell out of here, yeah. which stinks because as you said, some of these companies are. What was it? The, these people talking about these are their dream jobs, mm-hmm. and like they can't be their dream jobs because the work environment makes it hell for them. Mm-hmm. And like if that was your g- dream job, you know how deflated morally going to be that you like you. I wouldn't be surprised a lot of these people just leave the industry outright. Sure, yeah. It's like right. it's not just bad for the company, but it's like bad for the industry because it's dissuading people from wanting to be a part of it. Well, and that's actually kind of a crazy thing about uh, this Polygon report because I think there's a part in there where somebody had said that even the hiring managers were reluctant to bring in people because they they didn't want to bring them into this environment and then drive them out of the industry Ooh. entirely. So uh, okay. yeah, so it essentially sounds like uh, it sounds like Annapurna, who mm-hmm. you know is is helping to publish this game, uh, kind of helped come in and clean up the situation. And oh, really? Um, mm-hmm. and, and they're just yeah, they're they're trying to to get things back on track. Uh, so I know some people uh, aren't happy with the guy being there at all. I don't know what kind of ownership he all has right, yeah. in the company. Probably I mean, it's a small team situation. Yeah. Um, Oh, you know, sorry. but I think I think kind of the the reason to bring it up and the reason to talk about it is I think there's you know you know part of the conversation that a lot of people have had with Activision Blizzard and Ubisoft and stuff over the past few weeks is like, well you know we'll, we'll just go join a smaller team mm-hmm. like well this is a smaller team yeah it's happening even and, in the and, small and, indie and like, ones and the biggest ones it's all over the place yeah and it's it, so but in a smaller team you actually have less accountability because they're too small to have an HR infrastructure. Yeah. They're too small to have somebody to turn to. Mm. And so, you know, it, this kind of stuff can kind of run rampant. Yeah, I feel like even if, like, you, you go the route, if you start your own thing, eventually you still have to interact with these other companies, mm-hmm. and whether they're your publisher or, you know, you need another studio to come in to help, you know, with part of the development. You're interacting. Like I feel like it's just a high percentage chance of like no matter what advice people say, like oh, like you can just go do this, even if you have that option. I still feel like it's the, the high percentage is that you're going to encounter someone who's going to, you know, be involved in one of these activities that just like take advantage of their power, whatever it is, yeah. a power, like abuse of power, toxic environment, you know, yeah. sexual harassment, or you know, just like any kind of negative work environment that's like you know what i want to get this to some other place potentially i'm out of here so it's like yeah uh again that's why i would say like it's just not good for the industry when when that's so like prevalent and uh yeah uh it's uh it's like you always hear about it like happening and stuff but like it's like it's still so widespread and it's so just widespread like, systemic it's out of, it's out of control and uh hopefully because i just try to think positively because it does seem hopeless sometimes but hopefully because now with social media and with communication more people are speaking up like t- trying to take it down you know trying to get right. things changed so all you can do is just hope and like brad said earlier too you know some things take a lot of time some yeah. things take 
not as much time. Well, and I think in a situation like this, it's you know it's tricky to think about you know because this is a whole different situation, right? Like it's easy to like to conflate the two and to mm-hmm. think one just like the other, but mm-hmm. yeah. But this to me feels sort of like okay, here's somebody who is a creator, and you know they started off with just their own little thing with a couple other people, and now you know okay that was successful, and so we'll build build a team around it. But, but you know they haven't gain the skills to mm-hmm. be able to manage the team, to be able to take in other people's feedback and stuff. And so they're still thinking in like their own yeah. wavelength. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all my thing. It's all my vision. And, and you know, and so it's, it's a whole different, it's a whole different structure that, that totally. needs to take place. And so I think that's kind of the growing pains of a company like this of figuring out, okay, how do we go from being a smaller team to being a larger team? Um, and, Again, if you don't have an HR, you don't even have an HR structure. You don't have an HR person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, where do people go to to yeah. air these grievances if the person that they're about isn't listening? Yeah, gotta be a leader like a uh, like Captain Picard in Star Trek. Get all get, you're the one making decisions. We get everyone together and stuff. You hear all them all them yeah. out and stuff. But like, you do it, you know, with respect and responsibility. You don't do it like talking down Dismissive to people and stuff. And defensive. Sorry, yeah. sorry to use such a cliche there, but it's yeah. like every, that's always like I saw. I was like, man, that's like how bosses should be and stuff like yeah. that. And then, like you go in the real world, it's like that's not how yeah. bosses are. Because whatsoever. it's just defending the institution at all costs. Yeah, that's like, all. Any big company, yeah. it's capitalism, and it's a whole nother, it's not political science class, but it's like, just, they defend the institution at all costs, and will cut corners and sacrifice so many things if it just defends the place. The People in power want to yeah. stay in power. Exactly. That's the way yeah. it usually is. Yeah. Also this week, Panic sold 20,000-plus Playdate handhelds in under 20 minutes wow. of their entire planned allocation for 2021. Wow. Nice. Uh, so they will be ramping up for, for next year's. So. <laughs> million seller club. Let's go. Million sellers. <laughs> uh, data miners have found code in Animal Crossing New Horizons that suggests a cafe could still be on the way. It's like a string of code that like has a NPC cafe? and museum entrance and cafe all like just on a line. No cafe, interesting. Nintendo and data mine codes that <laughs> never come to fruition. Yeah, that's careful. very true. <laughs> Be careful. That's very Be true. Careful. Keep uh, warned. Still waiting for those data mine N64 games on Switch. <laughs> still waiting for those. <laughs> yeah, where's that N64 mini? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that controller pad in. Yeah. Where'd it go? And yeah. yeah. Cammy and Guile are coming to Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They look yeah. weird. Oh my gosh. Real looks. 10 out of 10. Guile. Well. Oh, like, Guile, well, man. Guile looks like the Cheesehead mascot. Guile. Guile <laughs> the the best way was, as social media put it, was like, it looks like someone cosplaying as Guile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guile. Can't win the them all. Can't win them all, Fortnite. The best. No. Wreckfest uh, is getting a crossover event with Carmageddon. Shut up. Oh, yeah. You can run around mowing over zombies. You get the, the uh, red. It's zombies, not people. That's the. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I think steel. they even call it like the censored steel. version or something. Green blood. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Garm- Garmageddon, one of my uh, childhood controversy games for sure. That was that one was not allowed in my house. There were like a few. Twisted Metal? Was that the game I'm thinking of? Uh, You run and you hit people like during. Oh. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It had the dude on the cover that's like, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, are we playing that, blood? Um, you guys can. <laughs> and while I'm out or something, yeah. 
I, I don't He's remember right. when the well, you're uh, in, dude. It's Wreckfest. You're in. <laughs> you're in. <laughs> we'll get Don. We'll get Don. Yeah. Don's into Wreckfest. Your uh, Wreckfest is like the best kept secret game in the in the business. They keep adding to it stuff that like game, this too. Yeah. That game is so good. So I definitely want to play that. Holy crap. The Indie Houses Direct premieres on August 31st on uh, Steam, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, so there's another group of indie uh, publishers. I remember Raw Fury's in there. I think seven different publishers getting together, doing a kind of collaborative thing. Uh, and so they're going to go do a direct with some reveals and stuff along with that. Nice. New World, after the successful beta, has been delayed uh, to September 28th to work yep. on all that feedback. Yep. Smart. Yep. Similarly, Lemniscate was also delayed December, same day, September 28th. Uh, but our bet is still good for this week. Oh. <laughs> if you guys remember the bet. Uh, there's rumors uh, that rumors. Horizon Forbidden West will be delayed uh, to Q1 yeah, 2022. Yeah. Would have not been lives yet. and dies by yeah. that Breath of the Wild sequel. Yeah, one, one <laughs> They're like, that's not coming out anytime. We don't need to rush this. Yeah. You know, we got a nice Q1 wide open. Yeah, wouldn't doubt it. That game's still just in my brain because there's so many other things at the forefront. It's always felt really far off. Mm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, my, my brain wasn't even in the state of where I thought it could even be this year. So, I, I, I think yeah, I think not, it is imminent, yeah, honestly. Not I think it's surprising. Yeah. Keep it away from Elden Ring. Yeah, that too. Keep <laughs> it away from Elden <laughs> Ring, please. <laughs> uh, Focus Home Interactive has acquired... Datemu or Datemu? I don't remember. Datemu. I don't remember the right way to say this. But yeah, the so notes. that's an interesting one. Yep. It always it, studio acquisitions always make me nervous. Yeah. Especially when you're coming off the greatest beat 'em up of all time, Streets of Rage Four. You know, you you start shaking up the structure there. It's concerning. But uh, as we were saying on stream, like every time every time I'm playing a game and like focus pops up, I'm always like, oh cool. Like, I like them as a publisher-developer. I like that that place. So, hopefully... I feel like it's a very different direction for them, too. Cause yeah, they yeah. They feel like they've done, like, more, like, 3D, talky like kind of games. Realistic, yeah. gritty, yeah, more stuff. Um, totally. Like, so. like, murder mystery kind of stuff. Vampire, you said, right, mm -hmm. was one. Yeah. And um, Plague Tale. And, Expand yeah. that portfolio, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, let, I'm just hoping... Keep doing what you're doing, Toddy. <laughs> but with more resources. <laughs> Uh, Saber Interactive, via the, the Embracer Group, who owns them now, has acquired uh, Slipgate Ironworks and 3D Realms. Also, Embracer picked up, like, eight studios. Wow. Like, last night, pretty pick much. <laughs> uh, just pick them up. So, but Gearbox owns the Duke Nukem rights. The IP. Yeah. The yes. IP. Yes. So 3D Realms just has nothing to do 3D with... 3D Realms has been, like, publishing like, yeah. a lot of other people games, yeah. and mm -hmm. they had... Bombshell yeah. a couple years yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and yeah, they're, they're in a weird place. It's a strange mm -hmm. thing for them to get picked up. Um, I, but I think even with this, like everyone's using Duke Nukem pictures, and it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, you're gonna get any Duke Nukem no, with this deal, yeah, but no, okay, I think so. Yeah, think <laughs> unless so. Uh, Randy Pitchford says it's okay. Yeah, yeah. So who knows there? Got to beat him in a match. Wait, trick. did it, did Embracer also get Gearbox? Doesn't somebody have Gearbox too? 
own Gearbox? That was that whole thing. 2K. Yeah. Uh, no. 2K is publishing rights. 2K is still going to have publishing. Yeah. Or something. But I think it might yeah. be Embrace if it got Gearbox. Oh, okay. So right. maybe they are all together. We talked about this on podcast like months ago. Yeah. No. Correction next week. Correction Yeah, I feel time. like the only... What they, was, it, was it Coach Media? I feel like with Duke Nukem, they should go the Sonic Mania route. Gotcha. But, Just yeah. throwing that out there. Was uh, he making one that's like 3D? Yeah, like a 3D? retro, yeah, like a Duke Nukem 3D retro style. Either a cool like remix of old levels with a new twist on it, or you just make a new one in that style. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and the first big update for Mario Golf Super Rush came out today for free. Toadette and New Donk City. Donk yep. City. And ranked. Stuff. Oh, ranked, ranked play, play too, yeah. That's Take where Jones is right now. Take him to the green. Yeah. Now we know what's up. Yes. There Take we him go. to the green, baby. Mm-hmm. Rising the ranks right now. Hell yeah. I forgot something, so I got to go find it. I want to see the pros. <laughs> I want to see the pros. Well, I'm to go tell Jones, yo, we found out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Jones. All right. It's time for Love and Respect. Love and Respect. All right, Jeremy Geller asks, Howdy, allies. Believe it or not, this holiday season will mark the first time ever that a new Call of Duty, Battlefield, and Halo game are launching in the same quarter. As of the first week of August, this year's Call of Duty is still yet to be announced, but it's a safe bet to launch this November. My question is, with Battlefield being online only and doing some interesting things with Portal, Coupled with Halo multiplayer being free to play, is this finally the year that Activision sees Call of Duty losing some of its market share? What would they have to announce to get you more excited? For Call of Duty? For Call Mm. of Duty. I'm always the same with Call of Duty, so honestly, nothing. Truly. I'm always the same. I'm always just in. Unless I'm not, which is rare. I love love Call of Duty. It's an annual thing. Uh, So I'm usually a weird one to ask because I play both. I play Battlefield and Call of Duty. Right. Um, but that being said, I think the momentum right now is 100% in Battlefield's corner. I think this Battlefield portal is a huge, yeah. huge reason for that. So much potential. If this can cash in on the promises and give people so many ways to play and, and, and capitalize on streaming and just having like fun, wacky things just embracing that battlefield style i think this could be the year where where battlefield takes it because call of duty has done they've done the modern warfare thing they've done battle royale they've just did world war ii recently the future is tired like they've really hit it all they're always hitting it all you know it's always there's always the argument that it's that it's tired but yeah, they've they've pivoted to like every kind of mm-hmm. trend there is recently. No campaign, big campaign, mm-hmm. battle royale, zombies, you know, so I don't Roguelites though? We haven't had a roguelite. <laughs> you're onto something there, blood. Honestly, and those are the meta right now. Those yeah. are the zeitgeist. I think you're onto something there. Honestly, that could that could be a fun thing in, in a Call of Duty game for sure. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Yeah. It's just cool. every Roguelite's year, cool. so it's not as exciting to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not the best person to ask that either. Right. The market share thing, I think, uh, obviously, just because Halo and uh, Battlefield will be in the same quarter, you know, they'll be taking up some more. But the thing is, I think it's a different time. I mean, people will play all three. People will yeah. play two. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. 
playing more of one other. The only thing you'll see maybe is a decrease in hours played, yeah, but in terms of share, right. I feel like Call of Duty is going to hold steady. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It'll be it, just yeah. fine. It's yeah, they probably will. Call of Duty doesn't have to come out this year, and they'll do just fine. Yeah, I mean oh, the, Warzone. Yeah, we'll just keep. Yeah, going. Warzone just keeps on trucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the the funny thing, you know, talking about um, Halo being free to play, that just means that more money to spend on Call of Duty. <laughs> you don't got to spend it on Halo. You know, yeah. There yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> it, this this year, I I have such high hopes for Battlefield this year. I've never been this excited, honestly. You know, not since maybe Battlefield Three, but I, I think this this has the potential to be the best Battlefield. I mean, everything mm-hmm. we've seen so far. Haven't played it. Haven't got my hands <laughs> on it. It could it could not turn out this way. But from what I've seen and heard. This is going to be a return to form it for this series. more momentum than 5 certainly did. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Brad. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and that Halo has gotten a lot of buzz. People yeah, were yeah. really <laughs> excited about that tech. It preview. seemed like yeah. every single person was positive on it. Yeah. You know, every article I read was like, yo, Halo's good. Every tweet I saw was like, yo, this is good. Kept crashing for us when we tried to play it. Technical uh, problems aside, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Was that on Xbox or was it only PC? PC? Oh, okay. The one we have is PC. Oh, did they have like separate know. codes or something kind of thing? I had a PC code. I don't huh. know how it was handled. Weird. Harrison Holt McHale asks, Sony had an earnings call this week. In it, they stated that the PC release of Horizon, uh, releases of Horizon and Days Gone had been successful and noted that their new porting studio, mm-hmm. Mixes, would help them scale in a horizontal manner. So... What PlayStation exclusive would you love to see on PC next? Nah. Well, what it. do you realistically say it, say it think like it's going to be? We always do. Yeah. Take us away. Bloodborne. Yeah. Yes. There you go. That's number one. We want the Bloodborne director's cut. Mm-hmm. We want it. Give us one extra boss. I could see Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> being one they do. Yeah, I, feel I like really that's think that's a big a, one that's for a good them. One. Just seems to have such mass appeal. God of War, maybe down the line. God of War one. I don't think you'd see. Whatever the sequel is going to be on. That's the question I have. Is like, I don't think you're going to do Days Gone and Horizon. Yes, they're you know they're they're big selling things, but they're not God of War and Uncharted Mm -hmm. big. They're not Last of Us big. Right. So that's to me that's another step of commitment in that direction. If they take Mm -hmm. one of those games, Last of Us One remastered on PC. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where it is day and date? Do you think that'll yeah, ever happen? possible. Because I think, hmm. I think it it sounds wild, but I can just see the headline now of like, God of War Ragnarok launching simultaneously on PS4, or 5, and PC. Or you know, I can I can see that so clearly. I don't. I'm not saying God of War Ragnarok will be the one, if, but I think that time will arrive if Sony's has a comparable service to Game Pass that is yeah. just as big and successful. Mm. Got it. That's probably the window, I would guess. But otherwise, you know, how their strategy is, I feel like yeah. They're, yeah. They're doing that's not gonna, I don't think it will yeah. happen in its no, cur- yeah. under its current yeah. strategy. I think it. everything's going to be a year delay or Got six it. months for a while because yeah. they want you to buy a PlayStation 5. They yeah. want you to play on their new system. Totally. But Demon's Souls is another one. That yeah, Demon's Souls possibly could, could which would over. be sick. Yeah. I'm all for like the stuff that is uh we'll probably never see another one again. Like uh, you know, go ahead and put a Gravity Rush two. Yeah. Master. <laughs> no, put those put those on PC. Yeah. Uh you never know. I mean, there might have just been people who never bought a PlayStation who mm-hmm. were really into those. Just never know. What you got? Guns of the Patriots. 
<laughs> of the Patriots. Well, that's, that's, the, that's Konami. Konami. I know. That's Konami. But get it off of PS3. Put it on PC. Honestly, though, that's something I would be more excited about than something more recent would be to yeah. see PS3 the PS3 games, games PS3. that haven't come over yet. Like, the infamous series. Too you know? many to count. There's too many to count. Resistance, Killzone. Infamous, like you just said, Metal Gear Solid Four. I mean, it is the list goes on. The Sly games, yeah, the trilogy and four. They've got such a wealth of stuff. Ratchet and Clank, that Crack could time. come over. Mm-hmm. Was a destruction that, uh, yeah, you know, wouldn't even dent their current output. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. back catalog that is uh, quote unquote held hostage on PS3 is yeah. substantial. I mean, I'm they, that's just. Reminds me of kind of Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo has way <laughs> Nintendo has things. way more back catalog that they can do so much with. But like PlayStation specifically, I feel like PS3 has just a, a big pocket. Like, what do you think they're waiting for a time to to get those games? Up to up to current consoles, or do you think they're just they're, kind Because of, I know PS3, the whole infrastructure and their how they strategy made them right now weird. seems to be for PS Now. Yeah, delivering yeah. a lot of those PS3 games. Yeah. So I don't know. That's an ex- that gives you an incentive to get PS Now, I guess. Yeah. They want to keep pushing that for yeah. a while, but yeah. who knows? But I think they could use a better, newer incentive. Than oh that. yeah. Oh yeah. Of course they yeah. should. Like those games should have been out a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, because we were lucky to get the um, Uncharted collection because mm-hmm. those were PS3 games. That but was that the blue co- point. The PS4 yeah. collection is yeah, is like, so wonderful. Those, yeah, mm-hmm. and the Last of Us remastered as well. Like, obviously, you know, it just yeah, let's go Killzone collection, Resistance yeah. collection. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, anything particularly like that where you have series that are either not on, not playable on PS4, PS5, mm-hmm. or that are split up. Like those are really good ways to, to yeah. get into that. And maybe by doing that, then you know that's a lot of the work done that somebody else could then, okay, bring that to PS5 as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. That could be your day and date. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's true. It's like, all right, here you go. Here's your whole Killzone collection, yep. the whole series. Guns of the Patriots. PC and PlayStation 5, Konami. same day. Help us out, Konami. <laughs> help us out. From Platinum Declan, uh, I'm late to the party, but can you recommend three Assassin's Creed games to get me into the franchise? Easily. So easily. I've waited for <laughs> Huber to be a panelist for this one, as I know he's a huge <laughs> fan. But of course, this is open to everyone. Uh, maybe recommend one from each era of the franchise to help me get you. a good feel of, for it overall. You. My backlog is already massive, so playing them all is out. Yeah. Uh, especially all of the three recent ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. I got you. Okay, obviously, Assassin's Creed 2. Mm-hmm. Open with that, honestly. If you're not going to play them all, I would say, of course, because this is an ongoing story with, you know, 20 games or whatever. There's connections. So I would say start with one, but if you don't plan on playing them all, start with two. Great place to start my favorite uh then i'd go to assassin's creed 4 black flag yep i think black flag another wonderful game so good one of the best of of the franchise as well and then next kind of up to you i really like assassin's creed syndicate 
That is one of my favorites. Ooh. I yeah. I love it. Uh, it is more of a newer. It is a newer one. Um, but if you kind of want to hit not anymore, not, not all, not no anymore. But if you, can, <laughs> if, you uh, if you maybe if you want three and you kind of want to hit all the eras, I would do two, Black Flag and Odyssey. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, I was thinking Odyssey might, yeah. uh, out of the newer ones might be the one to yeah. go with. Um, the other one that I was thinking of, which I still see people, maybe it's just from a technical level. Unity. People keep going back to Unity yeah. like now that it's like been cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Sure. Beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And not that long. Right. And has some weird co-op stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, if you're playing you the new Assassin's with. Creed's, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's going to take a while. Yeah, Odyssey is a Yeah, beast. I feel like if you pick Origins, Odyssey, or Valhalla, like, yeah. that's yeah, it. Th- those you you pick ones. one game, yeah. not three. <laughs> but if you want the older ones, all of a sudden you play two and you're obsessed. Like, play Ezio's entire trilogy. That was remastered, like... Uh, two Brotherhood Revelations. You know he has his own trilogy, mm. and if you want those old school Assassin's Creed games, like that trilogy is is, it's amazing. I love them all. It's so cool, and you get to feel you know what the franchise was. Just so different. Revelations has a lot of story stuff, but I do yeah. feel like art style. Like there was clearly like another group of people. Totally. The game. Like totally. It, all, everybody just looked weird all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. A little more like chunky, like like big big bold colors and like. Just, yeah, chunkier buildings and characters. Yeah, two just kind of has this, this like, old mm-hmm. Renaissance painting style vibe, you know? Like, sharp lines. Love it. All right. It's time for bets. Next week's bet. Godfall, the first game ever to be shown on the PlayStation 5. It's coming to the PlayStation 4 on August 10th. How big will the file size be? For comparison, the PS5 file size is 22.32 gigabytes, I'm assuming. Brandon didn't write down anything past 22.32. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Bradley Ellis. 27 Ooh. gigabytes. Huber. 36.4 gigabytes. Oh, wow. Oh, significantly higher. That's like, <laughs> like almost double. Uh, Damiani, thirty gigabytes. Okay, wow. So I am at the low with twenty six point one. What was gigabytes. the PS five one? Uh, the PS five is twenty two point thirty two. Twenty two. Yeah, I probably should have said like thirty two. Shit. Uh, which is interesting because you might assume that it would be lower on the PlayStation four, mm-hmm. but we've been seeing that's not the case mm-hmm. yeah because of the the ssd they don't have to like duplicate data in different parts of the disc and that kind of thing so we'll, we'll see how it goes we shall see uh last week we bet uh what we bet on is uh what said this is la- this is what last week's bet was lemniscate launches next tuesday it did not <laughs> got pushed september 28th uh, when we record our podcast this week, uh, how many minutes will have elapsed between the most recent and second most recent tweets from the Lemnisgate Game Twitter account? <laughs> One day is 1,440 minutes. Brad bet 120. Two hours. Uh, ben bet 50 minutes. Jones bet 999 minutes. And I bet... 121 minutes. Wow. So right before this podcast, I looked at the latest tweets. Uh, the 
Most recent tweet was August 5th at 7.57 a.m. The one before that was August 4th at 9.02 a.m. So that's a difference of 21 hours and 55 minutes. Otherwise, 1,315 minutes. Damn. So that makes Jones the winner. It's rigged. Rigged. Bullshit. Uh, That brings our scores to Jovial Penguins. No quote this week. 19. (laughs) And uh, Vociferous Beavers, 14. Nom, 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 nom. All right, let me tell you about patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, gonna try to, to get you away from the, the script and the, the, the flow and the, the tuning out. <laughs> uh, but Patreon is the way uh, that everything that we do happens. Uh, we are supported by our viewers, by our fans. Uh, if you appreciate this podcast, if you appreciate back for blood preview if you appreciate reviews if you appreciate anything that we do uh, please consider uh, becoming a patron uh, we definitely need your support uh, to keep all of this going all of this rolling uh, one dollars uh, support will get you exclusive shows and cup of jones every week as well as some other fun interactions and polls and stuff uh, and then for uh, five dollars uh, a month uh, you get early access to this podcast as well as uh, some other podcasts uh, and uh, at any tier, you also get this podcast uh, uh, ad-free. Uh, so if you're $5, you'll get it on Friday. It, on, but if you're $1, you're still, you'll get it on Sunday, but you'll get it without the ads. Uh, and then there's also uh, a patron RSS feed. Uh, so you can get like all of that audio, all that early access stuff. Everything that you have access to uh, as a patron at your tier, you will get uh, in that private audio link. Uh, and then the highest tier, our $250 tier, is the shout-out tier. Uh, and this month's shout-outs, we have Elthanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Toby Crawford, Estocal, and Nick. Shout-out! Shout-out! Shout Look at that trust from blood. <laughs> Jones over-explains it every time. <laughs> Blood knew. Looked right over yeah. at us. He knew. It was trust. Well, I think when we first came back, it took a second. It's like, make sure everyone's on the same page. And I didn't getting even know through the whole it. rotation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so Jones is in here, so I'm the only one on our team. So I guess I get Jones's win. Yeah. Uh, I get to promote any Easy Allies video I would like to promote. Um, I get the final word on anything I've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into my head. And I get to sign off with my trademark sign-off. Uh, so I already promoted it once, but I'll promote the, the Back for Blood mm. impressions. Uh, the I think it's the early access beta this weekend, uh, and then the open beta next weekend. Um, uh, but you guys got to play it a little bit early. We got, did, yeah. Got to put a couple hours in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, sounds good so far. Yep, oh, yeah, it's a good time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Be excited. <laughs> Uh, and then final word, final word. What all we, what all we get into? <laughs> Zul Sobi. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope, t- I, I, I hope, I hope Team Sobi. I, I look forward to that. I'll just say that I look forward to whatever they do with Astrobot next. Whether they 
do something along my crazy lines of you know making themed worlds of other PlayStation franchises, really just really go further out and like really establish Astrobot as its own pillar. Uh, I, I think that the last two games have really proved that they've got it in them, and I think it's it's a dimension of of the PlayStation brand that uh, they can really use. And we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. Yeah, they need a, that one needs a Switch Pro. <laughs> that that yeah, game yeah. needed a Switch Pro, though. <laughs> I didn't even think about how Activision is connected to all this. They are kind of just kind of, you know?